Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, February 22nd, 2021, and this is day 1091 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much for blessing us to wake up to see another day that you created for us. I ask, Father, that you will help us to overcome every situation, every obstacle that comes up against us that tries to throw us off course. I ask, Lord, that you will give us the stamina and the fortitude to withstand all these things that come up against us. Help us to stay on point to fulfill the purpose that you've given us. I ask my Lord um, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask Father that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is how to overcome attacks because we're going to be attacked and uh, it might be very subtle. It might be just with, I'm not going to say just, but with words, words are painful. <laughs> uh, some, you know, sometimes it can, and, and especially depending on who it's coming from, who it's in front of, you know, how it's handled, how it's done. Um, you know, it can be, it can be very hard. Um, so we're going to be talking about a battle that took place. And this battle, though, is very symbolic to me uh, as to what we deal with on a daily basis with the attacks from our enemy, Satan. Uh, so we're coming out of Joshua chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. Joshua 10, verses 1 through 15. And it says, Now Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and that people of Gibeon had made a treaty of peace with Israel and had become their allies. He and his people were very much alarmed at this because Gibeon was an important city, like one of the royal cities. It was larger than Ai, and all its men were good fighters. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, appealed to Hoham, king of Hebron, Param, king of Jarmuth, Jabiah, king of Lachish, and Dabir, king of Eglon. Come up and help me attack Gibeon, he said, because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. Yeah, so they're wanting to attack that one country because now they're allies with Joshua. Think about that and how that even applies to our own lives. How because of who you associate with, which is God, or because of what you're standing up for, now you're being attacked. And this is what's going on here. Uh, so verse 5, it says, Then the five kings of the Amorites... The kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon joined forces. They, re they moved up with all their troops and took up positions against Gibeon and attacked it. So that was five countries against one. 
The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal. Do not abandon your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us because all the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Now take notice, God is telling him this before he even gets there. So that means that even when it looks like they can overwhelm you or you are going to be overcome. Remember what the word of God says to you. Remember what God is telling you. That is what we stand on. And it says, after an all night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Horon and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Makeda. As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon to Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. Now, look at what God did. He's, he is throwing hailstones down upon them. We, so many people say, Mother Nature controls the weather. No such thing. God is in control. <laughs> Don't think that God does not control the weather. We need to give credit where credit is due and uh, give um, honor where honor is due. Verse 12. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Son, stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. And when he said that, he was asking basically to prolong the day. Uh, the sun is always still. It's the earth that travels around the sun. So he's saying here um, that extend the day, extend the daytime so that they can continue fighting in daylight. As it is written in the book of Jashar, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. You notice every one of them returned, right? <laughs> Amazing. Point number one, do not think it's strange if you are being attacked by people you don't even know. <laughs> like them, they're being attacked by five. Now they knew them, but in some cases, we're going to be attacked by people we don't know. We've not done nothing to or said anything to, but understand that when you're serving the Lord, it is inevitable that you will be attacked, but fear not because God is with you. He will protect you. He will move heaven and earth for you. If he did it for Joshua 
He will do it for you. The key is dealing with the situation the way God tells you to. It is our natural inclination to fight back the way people bring it to us. Look, you brought it to me that way. I'm going to bring it back to you that way. You you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. You talk about me, I'm going to talk about you. So we've got to we've got to hear God and we got to we got to really implement that self-control. I mean, hugely. <laughs> but if we trust God to handle it, he will do it in a way that will even make time stand still. God did several miraculous things to help the Israelites and Joshua beat their enemies. Here are th- here are four of them actually. Number one, he threw their enemies into confusion. Number two, he hurled large hailstones down on them. Third, he made the sun and the moon stand still. He made time stand still, making it daylight the whole day. Amazing. And then fourth, five armies attacked all at once. Now you might say, How is that something that's good that God did, right? To have all five at once? Well, you know, you can, you, you don't have to use as much energy. You don't have to, to go and attack each of those countries one at a time because, because Joshua was going to eventually have to get every single one of those countries. Uh, but, uh, you didn't have to have as much labor, uh, you know, much planning. You get them all at once. <laughs> and sometimes we wonder, why is all this happening to me at once? Well, God knows what we can handle and he's going to equip you with all that you need to deal with it and to not just merely deal with it, but to overcome it and to be victorious. Point number two. God is working behind the scenes, dealing with those who attack us, just as he did for Joshua. You continue to do God's will, fulfilling your purpose, and he'll deal with your haters. Here's what we should do. Number one, do not repay evil for evil. That's in Romans 12 and 17. Number two, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. That's Romans 12 and 19. And number three, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, not if, but when it comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth uh, around your waist, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, your shoes uh, of peace, a shield of faith, your helmet of salvation, and your sword, which is the word of God. And also prayer, praying in all types of tongues and uh, admiration and glorifying God, uh, making sure we don't leave that out. That's in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 13. So we need to be equipped. We need to be geared up. And there are going to be times we're going to be caught off of course, you know, we're going to, somebody's going to catch us off guard, you know, and, and we're going to, we're going to be tempted to do things from the flesh, to lash back out. And I'm going to tell you a lot of times it is important for us to just step back from the situation sometimes and just take a deep breath and and relax, uh, relax our bodies and, and then, you know, get into prayer with praying to God to show you the right way 
to deal with it. How do I handle this? Uh, just last week, we during our training, we had uh, for the company that I work for, uh, and, and we do these trainings on a regular basis with educators, and we have different subject matters that we discuss uh, as it pertains to using restorative justice uh, as you're working with your students and with one another. And, it, and it's usually, you know, always powerful and a lot learned. Uh, and we have a piece on implicit bias. Well, in this case, it really triggered a lot and there was a lot of deep conversation and so much so that, you know, people's emotions were involved and which is normal when people are, you know, you're talking about race relations, we're talking about uh, racism, uh, uh, we're talking about all these things with uh, at least 100 people and of all races uh, and nationalities. So it's about now making sure everybody has an opportunity to share, no one is feeling violated. And at the moment, it really, at one moment, it got a little high peaked where everybody was trying to talk at the same time while we're on Zoom. And it's like, okay, let's try to control this. Well, as a facilitator, you know, it's not the same as controlling it when you're in person. Uh, It is a lot more challenging. And for me, as one of the facilitators, it was a challenge because I knew that it was much deeper than what's at the surface. You know, at the surface, it is like uh, microaggressions, you know, uh, throwing those those fiery darts that the enemy will throw at us, uh, racist remarks. But what is at the root of that? And the root of that is our enemy, Satan. And the root of it uh, is tricked, uh, typically based upon fear, fear of losing power, fear of losing position, fear of you uh, being uh, of a black race uh, taking over or you uh, having more authority now or being uh, we're at the same level I am as a white person. So it was really uh, a little challenging for me because knowing what the spiritual end of it was, but not being able to talk from that point of view, not being able to. So when we're in a worldly setting, we're working, you know, and and you know that you can't bring up Jesus, you can't bring up God. That is really one of the hardest things for me. Uh, And that is one of the things the enemy uses a lot where I know the answer and the answer is much deeper uh, when we want to really get to the root of the problem and we're not able to say Jesus. We're not able to say this is this is a deeper battle than what we're we're just hitting the surface. And uh, my thing is asking God to help me in that area. That is one of those attacks that. When you know the answer and you can only give a surface answer. So God is helping with me with that. Uh, Also, I'll never forget how we were being attacked uh, with losing our home many years ago. And uh, it was going to go into foreclosure when they were doing all the things. uh, A lot of in the housing market, uh, they were doing a lot of those uh, making those loans and uh, doing it. I forgot what they called those, uh, but 
making several of them and a lot of people that weren't really in position and then they were losing their homes drastically and I would just see it on the news all the time people losing their homes well we were being attacked as well and and uh, income was lost my husband was sick at that time the income that he brought in was lost and it was like what do we do now and I can tell you it was as though God made time stand still he literally at the point of them getting ready to put a foreclosure note on our door, God intervened just like he told Joshua, I will, you will win. I will be with you. Do not be afraid. And I'm not going to say we weren't afraid. Fear did come up on us at moments and we had to pray and ask God to take it off of us and give it to him. Uh, but we, uh, God sent someone and they called us. Catholic Charities called us. My husband didn't call them. I didn't call them. They reached out and they said, we understand that you need help saving your house. And God blessed us with a woman uh, that represented us that was so powerful. And, and it was just astonishing to see her in action. Well, when it was all said and done, our house was saved. And this woman uh, worked with us for a couple of months at least and working with our uh, mortgage company. And then I would say after all of that, the house was saved. Um, you know, uh, then I would say maybe about three years later, they found out that that mortgage company, that bank had been basically ripping people off. God blessed us again with a $20,000 credit that they applied to our home. Also, they lowered the, the mortgage payments uh, tremendously and they locked in a lower interest rate over the whole term of the loan. That is what God will do if we put our trust in him and know that yes, he will even make time stand still for you. He will we will be overcomers from these attacks that are being thrown at us for no reason but it is a reason the enemy is mad and he's trying to get as many as he can on his side because time is near the end is near if you don't know jesus that would be the first step romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. <clears throat> May be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. Yep, that unconditional love is the ultimate at overcoming the attacks of the enemy. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.